This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. We are rejoined with the one and only Shay M. Lawson, who is ready to take a deep dive into intellectual property and maintaining our own power in business. But first, let's remember that this deep dive is brought to us by our partners at MasterCard, bridging the wealth gap together with Greenwood. Shay, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. Can't wait to get into this deep dive. Okay, so let's really break down what you do for our audience. So what are some of the key steps that you've seen for your clients that people need to really um, implement as they're starting new businesses and setting out on ideas? Oh, wow. I would say the absolute, getting the absolute basics. And what I mean by the absolute basics are getting LLCs. LLCs, mm-hmm getting a basic agreement. There are going to be two basic agreements that I would encourage anyone to get. And those are going to be non-disclosure agreements. And then the second are going to be basic independent contractor agreements because you can't build it alone. Inevitably, you will have to tell other people about it and you will have to hire people to help you or pay people to help you. And those two things will keep you protected. The LLC is going to protect 
yourself as an individual, as you build out your business, you may still have a nine to five, you may have something else that's thriving. And so by setting up the LLC, you literally limit the liability through your company for the other things that you have going on. So if that business crashes, that business crashes, but that has nothing to do with your nine to five money, your other business money. So those are the three foundational things that I would tell all entrepreneurs, if you're really focused in if this is more than a hobby and you want to protect yourself at the outset, get your NDA, your independent contractor okay. agreement and your LLC. And to circle back to the NDA and the LLC or the independent contractor agreement and the NDA, you have to tell people about what you're doing. But what you want to protect against, and I hear a lot of people say they come to me and they think they already need a trademark or a copyright, but they haven't executed the idea. So, and they're like, but I just don't want somebody to take my idea. I don't right. want somebody to take my plan. And that's where your non-disclosure, non-compete is, where you are agreeing that, hey, I'm telling you about my business and my idea, and you will receive this information, but you will not use it for your own benefit, commercial benefit, or someone else's. And then similarly, with the independent contractor agreement, hopefully, if you work with a good attorney, you have one that makes clear that in exchange for this payment, I own everything that you do or make for me. Yes. Because absent that agreement, that's where people come from the shadows and say that they're co-owners of your company. Right when it pops off, they, they want their 50%. <laughs> wow, that's a great. Can you tell us some examples of where you've had to defend an NDA or um, a contractor dispute like that? Yeah, wow. There's so many. <laughs> oh, there's that many. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very, very common for entrepreneurs, especially because you're excited about a business idea. Often when you're excitement, that excitement is contagious and people want to come along and help. And so everybody, I say this all the time, that everybody's friends until money gets involved. Mm -hmm. And you will have all the conversations in the world about how things will go. But adult life is often like school where you're often left doing the group project by yourself. And then when it's time to present, everybody takes credit. Right. And it's the same thing in business that you're left building this business by yourself. And then when it's profitable, people want to get credit and they want to get your money. And I can't tell you how many cases I've worked on with clients where someone will come to me and they'll say, this was my friend. This is my ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. And we're now no longer together. Mm -hmm. And this thing has taken off after we broke up or after we haven't spoken in three, four years. And they have proof that they worked on this with me. They gave me a thousand dollars towards this class. What can I do? Because they are claiming 50% ownership. But this is such a weird example to me because if it's like three or four years later, they've put in three or four years of work. Like who really is the ownership in the idea or the ownership in the sweat equity that it took four years later to make it profitable? See, and that's that's where paperwork and details come into mind, because think about especially, you know, you being an investment where there are people who are considered investors mm -hmm. where I, I don't need to put in any sweat equity. I just put in my money. Right. I believed in you. And due to my investment in your business at the beginning stages, I am entitled to X amount and absent any paperwork. If it appears that we're in a partnership, then I might just own 50 50. And <laughs> and so. 
You just don't want to be in that gray area. You want things to be crystal clear about who owns what, what happens, what is, what are people responsible for? What are they not responsible for? What happens if we no longer want to do business with each mm -hmm. other? Another huge thing that I come across often are that entrepreneurs will talk about doing business, but can't really meet in the middle about what the execution of it is. And someone wants to take the name of the business and go do something oh, else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or they want to put their own spin on it where they're like, okay, I want to do it, but I want to do something slightly different, even though you and I talked about the meat and potatoes of it. And those are the types of things that need to be absolutely clear between people who are doing business to, to stay protected. I love that. I love that. Can you tell us what is and maybe isn't intellectual property? <laughs> Oh, that's such a great question. Intellectual property includes patents, trademarks, copyrights, trade secrets. So patents will protect the novel way that things work. So mm -hmm. think about how spray bottles are put together, the actual mechanics of how things work or how they're designed. Nike just recently um, received several trademarks and patents. And so patents protect the design of how something works. Trademarks protect how consumers identify the source of a good or a service. Okay. And so if you think about a good, such as coffee, I love coffee, I'm a coffee drinker. And, and so the source of the coffee is going to be identified by the brand. So whether that brand is Maxwell House or Folgers or Starbucks, those are all trademarks of a brand of mm -hmm. coffee, um, which often and sometimes are not with the business. So I hear people say often, I want to protect the name of my business. I want to protect my business name. Do I need a trademark? And so we want to keep in mind that trademarks protect brand identifiers that tell consumers who the source of the good or service are. And then last but not least, our copyrights, which are so, so important. And copyrights protect the actual content that you make, whether that is a song, a book, ah. a workbook, a podcast recording, a movie, a script. All of those things are protected by copyright. And those are going to be the core tangible things. But then we talk about trade secrets. And trade secrets are things that can't necessarily be protected by one of those things. So let's take, for example, Coca-Cola and Pepsi and the recipes for these iconic drinks. Mm. What most people don't realize is that instructions are not able to be protected by copyright. And so those instructions for the recipe for Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Popeyes, those are considered trade secrets. And you keep the secrets of your trade or your business a secret by limiting the number of people who have access to the knowledge oh. and even spreading the access to the knowledge among multiple people so that no one person holds all of the elements to be able to reproduce wow. anything that's proprietary to your business. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. 
I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow, that's fascinating. That's actually the best breakdown from, you know, patents and design focus to trademarks. Like, that was really great. I think we really needed to hear that. 
Um, as a creative or a songwriter or a performer, are there limitations to what they can claim as their own property? And how do they legally secure that as their own? Oh, wow. For the music industry, that will be completely different. Um, you can only claim what you actually have ownership to, and your ownership is not automatic based on the fact that you are the performer to it. Mm. So if you are a performer, but you did not write the song, you did not make the music for the song, then you have no ownership rights to the underlying composition. Wow. <laughs> None. You, you just simply performed it. You're like a That's karaoke singer. Correct. Correct. And then if you are an artist and you are signed to a record deal with a record label, most likely you have turned over exclusive rights to your talent as a recording artist to this record company and they own that tangible recording of your performance. Um, and so that's a lot of what Taylor Swift has been talking about in her battle with Scooter Braun and ownership of her masters is that she is the performer, but that record label owns those masters and they were able to sell that sound recording to the private equity group and to Scooter Braun when they made that sale. And so you, sometimes there is very little control over wow. your ownership and what can happen when you are just an artist. And so as a lawyer, how do you fight that? You know, like, I mean, it's, we always hear about, you know, the letter of the law and like these legal precedents. Like, is there a way to go back and, you know, fight that? And do you see a lot of wins in that arena? The best way to protect yourself against this is to maintain your ownership. Mm -hmm. Just understand what you are signing away when you sign on the dotted line. Everything that glitters isn't gold. And a lot of times as a creative, when you get to the point where someone's offering you a substantial amount of money, mm -hmm. telling you that they value your talent, there's a lot of excitement around that, especially if you've worked years on honing your craft and getting to this place. But what they often don't realize is that they're signing away their ownership rights. Yeah. So the number one thing that I would say is have someone who is a legal professional that understands that specialty help you to understand what you are signing away and what are the risks that are involved. There's a lot of traction right now with like Anita Baker in the news, um, getting the ownership or attempting to get ownership of her master's back. I think De La Soul recently mm -hmm. got their master's back. There's a number of artists that have been successful that they may have signed back contracts in the past and now are in better positions just being further along in their career understanding their rights and being able to engage attorneys that can now go and fight to get the ownership of these treasures that they've made. Oh, wow. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. So when it comes to brokering deals with large companies, um, what can you negotiate for your client to retain? Like if they're hired to do an ad campaign, do they have rights to some of those assets or song licensing? Are there specific things that you go in um, looking to protect for your clients? Oh, absolutely. The number one thing that I am going to protect in any endorsement agreement is my client's IP around their name, image, and likeness. Okay. And so what I talk about all the time is that a lot of people who are approached with endorsement opportunities or sponsor content opportunities, especially as social media influencers or personalities that have built larger platforms, a brand will say, hey, we want you to do just one or two stories or one or two posts and highlight our drink or highlight our right. you know, tea or whatever it is. 
and you think that, okay, great, this is $2,000 in exchange for this post. But what you don't realize is that you've also signed away the right for them to maybe take a snippet and just take your face or just reformat your content and make a larger campaign that you will not be paid for. So what? you made this one post, you thought you were making a quick dollar, but you did not realize that you gave away derivative rights, rights to modification, rights to use for any and all promotional and marketing purposes. And so those are key things Ooh, that I, I look signed for. that a couple times. I mean, it's just little things that you never think about. Oh, absolutely. It's this it's really the small print and really thinking ahead of how this company wants to engage me for a particular reason. How can they maximize their investment? Because they're thinking about it and they're counting on you not thinking about it. Yeah. And I think the second largest thing that I've been doing as of recently when it comes to protecting my clients' brands and image for the long term are thinking about morality clauses, especially last summer with like George Floyd and, a, and the Trump campaign and a lot of companies that were not aligned with Black Lives Matter or, you know, the treatment of women, children, whatever it is, having clauses and agreements that say, if you or your company come into public disrepute where it's like, hey, you're not aligned with my values, with my community, with things that aren't important with me, I can not only terminate this, but you also must remove any and all references oh. to me. Companies will cut you short in a heartbeat. So you want to make sure you have those same rights as well. Wow, that's great advice. Because I think, you know, there's a lot of people in our audience who are starting to create money and optimize their, you know, their social media platforms. And these are really great tips and advice for us to kind of hold the power. I love that. And on that note, Shay, can you tell us where our audience can find you on social media or your website? What's How do they reach you? Absolutely. You can find me on all social platforms at Shay M. Lawson, S-H-A-Y-M-L-A-W-S-O-N. You can find me at ShayMLawson.com and you can follow the firm on all social media platforms at the LM firm. I love it. Thank you so much, Shay. It's been a complete pleasure. We love having you here and hopefully we'll have you back again soon. Money Movers, thank you for joining us for this deep dive with Shay M. Lawson here on the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. But be sure to not go away just yet. We've got a lot more coming up. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. 
and with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.